Chigue, an only way podcast series focusing on current matters in the Mi'kmaq community. Gwe, Akjilazi, Deloisi, Annie Martin. Hello and welcome. My name is Annie Martin. I'm a proud member of Milwaukee First Nation and communications officer with Ulnwe. Welcome to Jugawe. This episode is a special takeover episode in honor of International Women's Day 2022. We are so lucky to be joined by Chief Darlene Bernard, Melgiginat Gitbuisk, strong eagle woman of Lennox Island First Nation. She is an inspiration to Mi'kmaq women, a strong leader, and a role model to young girls in her community. Gwe, Chief Bernard, thank you for joining us. Gwe, Welliaksikbu, Annie. Nice to be here with you. Thank you so much for coming. I'm honored to be able to have some time to talk to you today about International Women's Day. And I wanted to start by asking, what does International Women's Day mean to you? Well, I guess to me, it's a day where we can celebrate women, you know, and talk about uh, the challenges that are facing women in this day and also to provide each other support, right? And to recognize, too, the vital role of women. Women are instrumental in everything, and especially in the Mi'kmaq culture, right? Like women, we were matriarchs. Our culture was matriarchal, so women played extremely important roles in that. So what does it mean and how does it feel to be a Mi'kmaq woman in leadership? It's a huge, huge responsibility. I take the responsibility of being chief and leading my community very seriously. And it's an honor as well to be chosen by your people to lead and to be a woman in the leadership position to be a chief. It's really, it is a true honor, but it's also reflective of the roles in our um, history where women would play that leadership role. Women in our matriarchal society were instrumental in, in everything in the sense that like they made the decisions collectively with mm-hmm. other women in the longhouse. So, you know, they would look and see, like, you know, I always say when uh, in the longhouse setting, when you think about it, you would, you would see the women and the women would be nurturing the children, but they would also be seeing the children's strengths, you know, and challenges and stuff and helping them through that very individually and collectively like as a community. So if a child showed really good hunting skills, well, you know, that was nurtured, you know, and that's, that's how it should be. So what inspires you to become chief? Did you have a day that you were like, this is what I want to do or, or how did that happen? And well, I think that when you, you grow up in a community and you see opportunities to become involved in like your work and stuff. So I started working for the band when I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I started off just doing like a little bit of work there, helping out and did some reception work and then did some um, economic development. I was the director of employment and training services before I became chief. So I had a very um, bird's eye view of community development and where people were. So, Mm -hmm. and then you can start to see things. And one of the things that really, I think what was a turning point for me where I thought that my voice could affect change was when the assets program way back in the days, it was called pathways to success. And they were always wanting to have these training programs. And I was saying, well, we can do training programs all we want, but if we don't work with people to get their educational levels up, Mm-hmm. We're, we're just setting them up to fail. So we really do need to look at upgrading, you know, upgrading yeah. educational skills like math levels and things like that. 
in our communities. And at the time, the government said, no, that's education. That's under a different silo. Right. <laughs> you know, no, yeah. this is just about training. And I argued. I remember being in a meeting and I argued my points about mm-hmm. why we had to look at upgrading as being a part of the skills development yeah. for our programming and things like that. When it became true and we were able to do that kind of work, I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, I went to that meeting and I made change. <laughs> <laughs> I, I affected positive change for my people. So mm-hmm. that was kind of when the wheel kind of came on. It was like, oh, I have a voice and I can make people understand and see my point of view. And I think that that's a big part of being a leader is being able to communicate your views, yeah. your goals, your visions, and then have people buy into it. And I think that with my leadership too, and being a woman, we take a different approach to leadership in the sense that I'm very much about the children. I think that everything that we do is based on what's going to be in the best interest of the children today and into the future. And to me, our language, you know, our culture, our traditions, our gatherings, and all of those things are what makes us Mi'kmaq. Mm-hmm. And we really do need to get back to that. And and I know out of my own experience, like, you know, with language, you know, I didn't know much about my history because I only knew what I was told and right. I wasn't told much growing up. Like there was nothing in the school system that mm-hmm. said anything about Mi'kmaq and our history. So, so I found that when I went to um, a Mi'kmaq language workshop, the light bulb started coming on for me about our language and how our language is so descriptive. I used to go around and say, oh, language is our culture. It's, it's who we are as a people and all that stuff, but not really getting it. <laughs> I right. didn't really get it until I went to that workshop where, you know, talking about the root word system and all that stuff. And when the light bulb started coming off for me, it was like, I finally felt hope for our language, which I never felt before because I've been to, like, I grew up in the school, didn't really learn much other than numbers and, you know, uh, right colors and things like that but nothing like I couldn't converse in it and I didn't really understand how the, how it interconnected the language mm-hmm. but now I do and I feel that it's very very important for us to get back to that and because we'll lose our language but now yes. I feel hope that we can save it and then so. in the position that you're in as as you grow as chief as a woman you can kind of see being a woman, being chief, learning your language, like it's it's never too late. And and what you're doing is inspiring others to kind of reclaim their culture and and who they are as being Mi'kmaq. I think so. And I think that by being like a woman leader, like I look to my staff, Jamie's of the world, and certainly lift them up and encourage them to do this work. So it's not just me, like being a leader, you have to have a vision, I think, and solid goals to get to the vision. But at the end of the day, it's the people who are around you who build it. We're building it together. I'm just leading the way. But when I'm gone, I want these things to stay. So you have to transfer that knowledge. And as a a leader, I think that it's your duty to do that. It's your duty to mentor other women, other men into their positions and to support them in the work that they're doing. And something that maybe we've lost before was we weren't really given the support to our staff and to be able to like help them to look further ahead to inspire them to have a vision. I think that if we can inspire as leaders, if we can inspire others to have visions that carry on our vision, that's wonderful. I think that's when, you know, you've, you've done something right. 
I think yeah. I think you're doing a great job in in your position, and that is such a great mindset to have to to actually help and support other people, but know that you're not you're not just you, you're a team of people and you're making these things happen for future generations is, is really, I think, the best way to think about your position and, and go forward as chief. I'm sure you're a huge inspiration, like your mentor, you're a role model to lots of women, but I'm wondering who were or are the female role models in your life that kind of taught you these ways? What have they taught you that have stuck with you? I've had female and male role models my entire life. I was brought up with my grandmother who managed a household of 16 kids. <laughs> wow. You know, so you kind of started to learn organizational skills at a very early age. And management, <laughs> watching, yeah. Yeah, you're watching your, your, your grandmother and, you know, who really um, showed me so much love and so much, um, I don't know, it was something about her that she always, I always felt that, she supported me completely and that no matter what I did, she'd always be proud of me. And so she was the first, 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 probably, um, she inspired me and she died at a very young age and, you know, and left a, left a legacy of a whole bunch of kids and like, we're all doing well and she could yeah. be very proud. So she would be the first one. And then I had, as far as work goes, Chief Jack Sark was a huge mentor to me. You know, because he he was funny in the in a sense that you know he he's a great leader. He's chief for he did all that foundational work I call it. And like, there's a lot of people like who inspire me. You know, every time a woman does something great, it inspires me. You know, when um, you know, Michelle Obama, she's somebody that's like I I thought she did a great job, and you know she's she's been an, an inspiration to a lot of women in, in the United States and the, for black women. Mm -hmm. I think she's, she's a wonderful person. You know, you look at all the, the great people and even in our own province, you look at the women that are there, the, the famous five, <laughs> you know, those are the people like that. I kind of look to and, and see what they're doing and think uh, if I can help one person each day, then I I've done something. And if I can help my nation, then I've really done something. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I definitely think you're making a huge difference. And especially with your positive attitude and just the way that you're you're right in there. You don't think of yourself as above anyone in that kind of leadership. You're, you're right there and you have a team and you have people that support you and people you support. And the, the key is to just help people. And I think you're doing yeah. an excellent job. And uh, I know I'm proud to see a Mi'kmaq woman as a chief uh, in Ebigwit. And uh, yeah, I know tons of people are proud of you for sure. Um, I have another question. If you could give one piece of advice to young women or all women today, what would it be? My go-to advice is to stay positive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> stay positive. Listen to be a good listener. I always say like, you don't only listen with your ears, right? You mm -hmm. have to listen with a lot of things. You have to listen with your eyes and your heart as well. But never to give up. Don't give up. I know like we get knocked down a lot, but don't give up. Keep getting back up. Meet those challenges head on. And young people, like there are so many opportunities and it's okay to fail. Like it's okay to try things and find out that maybe that's not your bag of beans, right? Mm -hmm. But just keep on looking for your passion. To me, like when you're passionate about something, then it's not work anymore. It's 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 your it's your life, right? It's it's yeah. about who you are as a person. So if you can find that passion, mm -hmm. and it could be anything, and you could be leaders in many different ways. And I think that we're all leaders in our own homes. 
as females, as mothers, as, you know, in our home. So, you know, and a lot of that, uh, those leadership skills are developed there. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. A lot of organizational skills yeah. and planning. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. It was very inspiring and just great to hear a lot about your background and your experience as a woman, as a leader about Lenox Island. You can really hear your pride and in your community and what you do. So thank you so much for your wisdom and your time and happy Women's Day. Thank you, Alan. Alan. <laughs> to find out more about Ulnui and the Mi'kmaq rights reconciliation process, visit ulnui.ca.